Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Staycation idea. But first, there is some backlash from the RCMP's response to the shoe swap wildfires that happening last night. And it's a bit of a strange one because the BC Wildfire Service actually did issue a tweet or I guess a post on X, however you want to refer to it. The BC Wildfire Service described an incident as an ongoing effort to dismantle the RCMP checkpoint on Highway 1 near Sorrento. That's on the south side of Shuswap Lake. That was sent just before 9 o'clock last night. The wildfire service saying it was unsafe to continue operations there. Crews, contractors, heavy equipment operators, and structural firefighters would be reassigned to other areas of the Bush Creek East Fire and the Ross Moore Lake Fire, also near Kamloops. That post, by the way, it was deleted. Word this afternoon, just in the past hour, why it was deleted, the RCMP told the BC Wildfire Service to do so. I guess a clarification, right? Not censorship, but a clarification. So there is that. An interesting situation that's unfolding. We'll get to Greg Kylo in just a moment. But this is a clip from this afternoon's news conference. The speaker, Forrest Tower, from the BC Wildfire Service, he addressed this. We made that post uh, based on information received from RCMP uh, and other partners. Kind of simultaneously as we posted it, um, we received information from RCMP uh, that the situation we were describing uh, was not as um, uh, serious in the moment. And so deleting it was the choice was made uh, in, in an effort to not give something steam that didn't and doesn't deserve to have it. We know the power of social media uh, in terms of making something um, bigger than it might be. So just based on advice from the RCMP uh, and just having more information provided to us, uh, that was the decision made. Um, to remove that post. Oh, somebody's forcing somebody to eat some humble pie there. But uh, let's bring in BC United MLA for shoe swap, Greg Kylo now. Good afternoon, Greg. Good afternoon, Bruce. Greg, got to ask, you know, this incident aside, we're hearing so many stories of some people being a little concerned about how authorities are handling this situation. These are your voters, your constituents in the shoe swap. And then we're also being told that the community is in harmony, holding hands and uh, singing from the same tune book. Which is it? Well, I would say it's it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think that uh, there have been definitely efforts undertaken both by the BC Wildfire Service along with the Emergency Operations Center, which is under the uh, control of the Columbia Shuswap Regional District, there have been efforts to try and, and calm things down and, and provide uh, the free movement of, of a lot of goods and services under permit, I would say, uh, into the communities of Anglemont and to provide those necessary supports for those folks that are still working the fire 
uh, within the evacuation order area. Greg, I understand when tensions are high, and if you're worrying about uh, maybe your livestock and certainly your home, you might be a little bit nervous, especially if you're not getting answers. But here's where I still have a bit of an issue with this. There are people that still don't know if their property is being destroyed. And they're talking about destruction that likely would have occurred before the weekend. Is that acceptable? Do you accept the notion that, well, we just want the right information? Yeah, people are, are definitely uh, concerned about, you know, the, the state of, of, of their community and their homes. Um, there's a lot of work undertaken. Uh, I know a lot of the focus has largely been on areas that have been impacted, you know, even far greater than the North Shushwap, uh, West Kelowna, as an example. Uh, there was an update this afternoon from the Columbia Regional District indicating that uh, those people going in and doing the assessments, that they're assembling that information. And my understanding is it's going to be released tomorrow. Uh, you know, a lot of this devastation under uh, un- came about in the community both on Friday and Saturday. So, you know, I'm sure people would like it sooner, uh, but I'm certainly heartened to hear that it's coming forward now. Um, you know, in these instances and emergencies, there's always more that could have been done. Communication is absolutely key, as you've identified. Um, I think that we're on a better path and we are working together. Uh, you know, we're hearing words like from BC Wildfire Service of working collaboratively with locals, uh, respecting the fact that they have done a large amount of work locally within the community, working alongside uh, volunteer fire departments. And we have the volunteer fire departments of uh, Scotch Creek and Anglemont and Solista. And we've also had lots of support from other communities, uh, community of Sycamus and Big White, I know, have equipment actively working the fire. So, you know, the, the focus or the uh, we need to focus our attentions on the fire. And, you know, although there may be some conflicts that may arise uh, between all of the different groups, both BC Wildfire Service, the uh, volunteer fire departments, and then the locals, you know, we need to work together. And and I'm seeing a lot more movement along that vein. So, you know, although uh, there may have been uh, some challenges previously, I think we're slowly uh, seeing some improvement on the ground. Greg, uh, there's no doubt that those involved in the firefighting effort, and you named all the or many of the different services, I'd also include uh, some of the relief organizations that have come into the area. They're doing a fantastic job under very trying circumstances. But this is where I have a problem. In watching wildfires around North America for years in many different jurisdictions, information still comes out and it's still made a priority. And the reason for that is because we know that when we get good information, we're not going to go to rumors, conjecture, or heaven forbid people thinking they have to form some sort of convoy and go right up to the lines of where there are RCMP or police. This could be avoided by better information, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and uh, I certainly can't speak for, for those individuals that were involved in and supposedly this this interaction that happened over on TransCanada Highway Number One on, in Sorrento, I do know that the folks of the North Shushwap, uh denounce any uh, any uh, direct correlation between you know people that might be trying to link that Freedom Convoy with some of the concerns in North Shushwap. Those are totally separate, distinct. Uh, I certainly don't uh, disagree with the 
with the approach of the BC Wildfire Service of not adding further oxygen to that fire. Uh, my understanding, there may have been a few vehicles that presented themselves to the check stop on Highway Number 1. There was some conversation with the RCMP, and then the folks turned around and left. So it wasn't an escalated interaction as far as what's been told to me. Um, I do know that the folks in the North Shushwap, they love and care deeply about their community. They are doing what they feel is is necessary, what is right and what's just in order to protect their community from any further damage. They're trying to be respectful, uh, both of those uh, that have, you know, a hard job to do. Uh, there is, you know, obviously reasons and rationale why um, the RCMP presence is there to uh, be able to monitor and, and determine who is coming in and out of a fire impacted zone. Uh, so they're doing the work that they need to do. Um, I'm definitely uh, heartened by the work of uh, both BC Wildfire Service and the Columbia Shushwap Regional D District through the Emergency Operations Centre and that uh, what we're seeing on the ground and certainly hearing is, is an interest and a desire to be more supportive of getting goods and services into those folks that are working within that fire impacted zone. Uh, what do you make of people's general feelings going forward once we actually have everything resolved? Yeah, so, you know, things are much better than they certainly were a number of days ago. We've seen a, a change in position largely, uh, both of the Emergency Operations Centre and even communication coming out of BC Wildfire Service. You know, it was only a few days ago uh, you heard uh, some pretty strong language coming about uh, those individuals that stayed on their properties to protect their properties within the North Shushwap. Uh, there was communication coming uh, out of the Emergency Operations Centre uh, indicating that they would not be authorizing supplies or permits to support people who ignored the evacuation order. I'm glad that they have moved away from that and we are now seeing a more willingness, uh, I think, to respect and recognize those individuals that... Uh, you know, stayed behind and, and had the legal right to remain on their property and protect their properties. Um, you know, there was some communication a number of days ago where there was a feeling amongst North Shushwap residents that, uh, that you know, efforts would be undertaken to literally starve them out, not to get them or provide them the opportunity to replenish uh, essential services or essential items like water and food and fuel. Um, we've seen a movement, and so I'm happy to see that, right? I want to focus on the future, not on the past so much, but, you know, North Shushwap residents have reason to be very upset uh, over the way uh, they were treated and disrespected. Um, but, you know, the, the plan forward is to focus on tomorrow and to see that we can continue to, you know, collaborate. We're hearing the right words out of the BC Wildfire Service and definitely a change of heart, I think, even within the Emergency Operations Centre so, you know, I'm certainly seeing a path forward, right? We're all part of the same community. We all want people to be safe. We want to be able to protect as many buildings and as much of the community environment as we possibly can. And I do feel that we've turned the corner and we're on that path now, Bruce. Greg, do you think there is a gap between uh, policymakers in places like Victoria and those who are the local experts on their own area living in the shoe swap uh, is that part of what happened here? You got some people right there in the urban centers making some big uh, decisions on how to handle this? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> the North Shushwap is a pretty unique community. These are uh, very resilient individuals. Uh, you know, we have loggers and farmers and ranchers and road builders, people that are 
you know, used to living in the bush. They've many of them got chainsaws in their in their backyard, and they've got access to lots of equipment. I know some of the local contractors in the area. You know, the the Bischoff family. They're multi generational loggers from the area. World championship uh, uh, loggers. Uh, these folks, along with you know a guy named Craig Spooner, uh, Spooner Electric, these guys have access to tons of equipment, and they've been doing a lot of work putting in fire guards, fire breaks, uh, hauling water from the lake, uh, running different crews within the area to help uh, work alongside the local volunteer fire departments in order to tackle the blaze. And so, you know, these folks uh, certainly deserve a lot of respect. The, the law is pretty clear is that uh, you do have the right to remain uh, within a evacuation order area to protect your property. And there's been a lot of talk and conversation about, you know, those that stay behind or potentially putting others at risk. Well, Shishwap Lake's very unique. It's bordered, you know, on the south, the entire southern shoreline uh, or north shoreline of the lake, but uh, the southern port of the community is Shishwap Lake. Most of these folks have their own access to boats or lots of marinas. There's multiple means of egress. You know, should something, uh, you know, turn in, in a bad, bad way. So it's not like they're at the end of a one-way road where suddenly other people's lives are going to be at stake to try and go in and rescue them. Very different situation when you have, you know, these skilled individuals in the North Shushwap. And again, the, these are volunteer fire departments. So most of their friends and neighbors that live within the community, they're members of these volunteer fire departments. So I mentioned both Scotch Creek and Solista and Anglemont. Uh, those folks are, you know, working hard within the community, and they're all neighbors and friends. So just because you're not maybe a member of the volunteer fire department does not mean uh, that, uh, you know, locals in the area aren't working together with them. They're all part of the same community. They're all on the same team, and they're trying to stay focused on doing what they need to do to protect their community. Absolutely, and I appreciate your thoughts on that and, of course, your time on it. Greg, thanks for joining us. Bruce, thank you so very much.